When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No panic, relax. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The Spartans have beaten Michigan again. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's a jet touchdown. Tyler Croft all alone. Mike White finds him to the go-ahead score. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. ESPN college football analyst, Ryan Lee. Plus your phone calls, NFL injury latest, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Boy, we are um, we are thrilled to be here on NBC Sports on Peacock, Sirius XM Channel 211, also on Odyssey, streaming coast-to-coast for your ear gate, also on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliates smart enough to have us because we were on the air live just about half an hour ago when news came across that Von Miller's now a Los Angeles Ram. And earlier today, we heard about Tennessee Titans running back the diminisher Derek Henry uh, breaking his foot in yesterday's, in my mind, AFC South ceiling um, overtime win in Indianapolis. The, uh, the Indianapolis Colts um now three and a half games behind the Tennessee Titans three games in the standings and then of course being swept in the season series and Houston and Jacksonville are just marooned right now there's no chance of them winning this division so much happening in the NFL right now especially with Deshaun Watson being um uh on the trading block today and Jameis Winston, it's official. It's a blown-out knee. He's out. Cam is home. Anybody calling him up? Let's get right to Albert Breer, our friend from Sports Illustrated and the MMQB, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Albert, I appreciate the time greatly. I'm sure your phone's buzzing like crazy. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. No, always, Chris. You know that. Okay, appreciate it. Let's get right into it. Um, the Von Miller trade. I love it. That's the only way to put it. I love it. I love the aggressivity for the Rams to just keep on getting more and more pot committed. Uh, what can you tell us about it, Albert? Yeah, you know, I, I think what's interesting, you know, they've always been aggressive, but I, I think over the last couple of years, um, what you've noticed is that they are really kind of putting all of their resources into, you know, what they consider value positions, right? Like, and so, you know, before where I think, you know, if they were just aggressive and trying to stock good players, now they've really focused it on a few spots and you know it's it's receivers it's quarterbacks it's corners and it's pass rushers and you know we saw what they did with Stafford we saw what they did with Ramsey and you know Vaughn's a little different because Vaughn doesn't have as much time left um as as Ramsey did when when they traded for him or as Stafford does now um that they've traded for him even though he's a little older obviously there's a position difference there um you know but they, they've really kind of had a focus on um, you know, trying to put as much as they can in what they consider premium positions. And clearly, 
you know, Von Miller was the best team on a Super Bowl champion six years ago. Now, is he the player that he was back then? Probably not. But, you know, now he's going to be playing alongside Aaron Donald, alongside Leonard Floyd. He won't need to do quite as much. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's an awfully aggressive move. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think it kind of is along the lines of what they've done the last two or three years that they've focused that on premium positions. You know, and I think for Denver, I mean, man, if you're Vic Fangio, you don't feel great about this. You I know. know like, this is, I mean, if you're Vic Fangio, you're saying, okay, like now we're starting to, under a new general manager, under a first-year general manager, George Payton, we're starting to look towards 2022. And what does that mean for my future? Um, you know, so it's, it's interesting from the Rams' perspective, of course, they're all in. And I think a 7-1 and one start certainly you know, confirms the way that they felt about themselves um, going into the season. You know, and the Broncos, of course, start 3-0, and but the whole thing's kind of come undone on them since then. And that's why, um, you know, that's why I think they're sort of turning their focus towards 2022 when, you know, who knows, maybe they're the ones that are going big game hunting for a quarterback. Well, I mean, look, I, 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 they have to. I mean, yeah. that's, that's for sure. And to see Von Miller go, right, and they get the draft capital, it's, yep. it strikes me as a maneuver that would be would count against <laughs> them, count against them and Aaron Rodgers saying, I'll go there, right? I mean, you're trading away unless. championship pieces unless, what, you get him back, unless you sign him back, you get the picks and you kind of pull like – what the Yankees did well, with this Chapman and the Cubs back in the day? Is that what well, you're look at it this way, right? So you got Bradley Cubs, so they're going to have to pay him. Um, Von Miller, I believe, is, a, is – I, I have to look this up because, you know, it's a lot happening at once. I think he's in the contract here. So maybe you had the idea he's not coming back, right? And maybe because you know more about him than anybody else, you're thinking to himself, this isn't going to be the same player in 2022. So let's get what we can now. We'll build more quarterback. We'll build more capital to go get a quarterback. And then say they do what the Rams did, right? Which the Rams had Matthew Stafford in place at the end of January last year. Now you've cleared spots and you've got all of this draft capital. And if you go and trade for an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or, or a Deshaun Watson at that point, now you can say, well, look, we're trading for you. And then on top of that, mm. we've got more capital and more space to build around you with guys that are going to be here for the next few years rather than having Von Miller on the roster. And, oh, by the way, you know, now maybe we have the space to go take care of Bradley Chubb, who's going to be our new kind of, you know, warhorse pass rush. So, you know, I, I think it's sort of a chess move by George Payton in that it's, we're going to have assets and we're going to have space to build in 2022. And not only can we bring in a quarterback, but on top of that, we're going to have the resources to build aggressively around that quarterback with a guy who's probably going to be here a little longer than Von Miller would have been. Now we're here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, what's going on with Deshaun Watson as you and I are sitting here at six minutes after one Eastern time, uh, the day before the deadline trade? What, what, do you, what yeah. can you tell me? I, I mean, honestly, Rich, like I – you know, I, I don't think this thing was ever that close, and things can happen fast. So, um, but I've felt for the last couple of weeks that this was really 50-50. And, um, you know, to me, there are really three people um, who are sort of helping to control this process. One is Deshaun Watson. Clearly, he wants out of there. Two is Cal Mayer. He wants Deshaun Watson out of town. Um, and then three is Nick Casario, who is sort of the – 
I would say the least emotionally attached party in this whole thing, right? Like, and he's the one who's sort of the caretaker of what the next five to ten years of the Houston Texans look like. And I, I think Nick has been, you know, I just think very reasoned about this whole thing and thinking, I'm not going to deal away my most valuable asset. The asset, like what happens with Deshaun Watson will in all likelihood go a long way towards painting how his tenure as a general manager looks at Houston over the next five, ten years, however long he's there. And so if you're Nick, you know, you can't afford to, to, to go get 50 cents on a dollar for him. And if it means waiting until February or March for there to be more clarity legally, for there to be more clarity from the league, um, and for there to be more suitors, right? Because you think at that point, who knows? You know, maybe the Browns are involved. I mean, we know the four teams that have been monitoring it are the Panthers, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Eagles. Well, you know, maybe we get to, to March and April. Maybe the you know maybe the Browns are involved. Maybe the Seahawks are involved. Maybe the Giants are involved. And so you could have a much better market then. And oh, by the way, what do you lose by waiting till then? I mean, if you wait until then, like. I guess the downside would be he's in your building, but you've already, I would argue, weathered the storm when it comes to that because he's been in the building for three months without playing. Um, and any picks that you get back, you can't use till April anyway. So, you know, I think Nick Casario's thing right in that, um, you know, he's just sort of saying to other teams, and, and I guess the bet would be that the legal situation is not going to get worse. Um, that would be the one area where there's some risk, but. You know, if you're Nick Casario now, I think the best thing to do is to wait for the the market to sort of rebound for Deshaun Watson, and I think there's a better chance of that happening by waiting um, than by just you know doing something out of panic right now. Unless you know, again, somebody on the other side of the table panics and and offers full price for him. All right, now uh, obviously Seattle gets thrown in there if Russ and they divorce and. You know, other teams, uh, Browns, that's a new one for me. I'll be honest. And I know that they've got to make a decision on Baker Mayfield. And DAC money would be something um, that even I, somebody who's been caping for for Baker, would have an issue uh, paying him. Like, literally, right. if that's the sort of stance he's taken with the Cleveland Browns in some, you know, in a long-term conversation... Uh, I'd be like, you know, uh, we need to we need to reconfigure our relationship. Is that possible? Yeah. Are you serious that the Browns well, would? Is that? What, I mean, I'll just think about it this way, okay? Like, I what was the B level quarterback contract? I mean, it just it just never really exists. All right, it's just like like if you look at the quarterbacks, there's like the franchise type quarterbacks who are all making who were all at one point, like, right at the top of the market, right? At one point it was 30, then it was 35, and now it's in the 40s, right? So there's that category of quarterback. And then there's, like, this precipitous fall to, like, guys making, like, eight, nine, ten million million a year. You know what I mean? So there's no real, like, B-level quarterback contract. And so, you know, I, I think that's sort of how, you know, over the years it's evolved where it's either a yes or a no question, right? Like, either you think that that's a franchise guy or you don't. And, you know, like when teams have sort of dragged it out in the past, uh, like the, the Buccaneers did with Jameis Winston, like the, like the, the Titans uh, did with Marcus Mariota, almost uniformly it leads to divorce. You know, so I think that's sort of where the Browns and Baker are now, where the Browns have to answer that yes or no question. And I think they go one of two ways. Like, I think they either go all in and Baker gets them to the playoffs and they're, all right, we're going to pay them. And maybe it's not what 
you know, Josh Allen got, but it's in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Or they do what the Rams or the Niners did last year, where they look at their quarterback and they say, it's a really good, but we need to be better. If we're going to pay full price for a franchise quarter, we do it with a guy that we think is elite. And, um, you know, it's a conversation, again, that the Niners had last year um, in January and February. It's the conversation the Rams had in January um, where those teams looked at it. And those teams, remember, those teams both, the Niners and the Rams, both had quarterbacks in their 20s who had taken them to the Super Bowl who had multiple years left on their contracts. And they moved off of those guys because they didn't think it was good enough. And so I think either the Browns decide to pay Baker um, you know, with a full franchise-level contract, or you know, I think this thing is maybe hurtling towards where you know, the Rams and the Niners were with Goff and, and, and um, Garoppolo a year ago. Mm. Albert Breer, a few more minutes left with the senior NFL reporter, the MMQB of Sports Illustrated here on the Rich Eisen Show. As we're talking right now, Mike Vrabel is announcing to the media that Derrick Henry will indeed have surgery on his broken foot suffered in uh, the season, um, in my mind, uh, AFC South ceiling win for the Titans uh, in week eight, and that no timetable for his return. What do you think their next step is figuratively with their guy on the shelf, their best player on the shelf? What do you got for me? It's hard. I mean, I, I, I think they, you know, um, you know, I think our, my old colleague, your colleague at NFL Network, I think Ian reported that, um, you know, they're going to kick the tires on Adrian Peterson. And I would think that they're going to, you know, look at some guys. And there are some players that have been, you know, sort of shopped around for trade. Uh, you certainly could call Seattle about somebody like Rashad Penny. Um, you know, Mar- Marlon Mack, you know, who's fallen behind. Jonathan Taylor, obviously, in the packing order. Um, in Indianapolis would be another name that's been floating around there for the last couple of weeks. Um, but there's no replacing Derrick Henry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just – I. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I I can't think of a quarterback. I can't think of a non-quarterback who means more to his team right. than Derrick Henry means to the Titans. Well, Camara Camara so, might be the only guy that uh, approaches yeah. that um, that that level. But I, I I hear you. That that is just an an absolute crusher uh, of an injury. There's really not much more to yeah. say other than other than the fact that that is an MVP candidate that just right. And, and here's had the thing, a season. Too, like, if you think about this too, like the other part of it is. Like now, um, Ryan Tannehill has to make his money, right? Like you paid Ryan Tannehill $33 million a year. Ryan Tannehill has to make his money. Um, you know, like A.J. Brown, um, you know, like let's see if you're a number one receiver now. They're going to have to pay him. Let's see, let's see, you know, what you've got. Uh, you know, obviously Julio Jones, they trade for him in the offseason. Can he um, raise his level of play? The defense, like, and, and the defense maligned over the last couple of years but has made some big plays the last couple of weeks. We've seen it with Kevin Byard. Um, you know, make a huge plays against the Chiefs and, and then yesterday against the Colts. So, um, you know, I, I know one thing about that team, like, you know, for the, all the flaws, and they've had flaws um, since Mike Brable's gotten there, that is a tough team. It's a resilient team. Um, and, you know, they really play with identity. And that's going to be the question to me is, like, when your identity has been so centered on one guy and, you know, the tough, rugged Tennessee Titans, like, Derrick Henry embodied that. Um, can you do that by committee? I think that's really going to be the question going forward because I, I don't doubt the resilience of that group. We've seen it the last few years. Um, but, you know, this is the sort of blow that sort of, I think, kind of gets back to, you know, gets back to chipping away at the identity of who they've been. 
And then lastly for you, Albert Breer, um, what is the Saints' plan, do you think, with Jameis being out? Do they stick with Trevor Simeon, who looked terrific um, in just the mm-hmm. first blush, middle of the game, adrenaline rushing, um, uh, you know, roll, but, you know, week in, week out. This is a Saints team. If they beat the Falcons this week, they're in first place because the, the Bucks are on a yeah. bye week. They'd have the same record, and obviously they've already beaten Tampa. So that's, I mean, this is this is huge. Taysom Hill has yeah. been in concussion protocol. Do they go with him? Do they actually pick up a free agent like Cam Newton? Would that be something that they'd be into? Because that, that might actually. Pick up the phone. I don't know. They've been aggressive like the Rams the last few years. Do they pick up the phone and, and call Houston? You know what I mean? Like, if you really want to get wild with it, maybe you do something like that. Or, um, you know, I, I mean, you know, like call True Breeze, call Philip Rivers. Um, I think this is going to be interesting because I, I think one thing that Sean Payton hasn't gotten enough credit for is how he sort of managed the, you know, the kind of the twilight of Drew Brees' career and how they built a team around Drew Brees that I think was rock solid, and they didn't get enough credit for that. Um, but if you look at it, you know, over the last three years, 19, 20, and 21, Sean Payton and the Saints are 13-3 and three without Drew Brees as a quarterback, which is an amazing number, right? And so – I think absent going and bringing somebody in, I do think that they're going to explore bringing somebody else in. Um, you know, I was talking to a couple of guys last night, and I, I don't, I wouldn't rule anything out. I, I think that there's a possibility, and this is going to sound crazy, that we see like almost like a quarterback shuttle with Simeon and Taysom Hill when he comes back from his concussion, both having roles. Um, and I know that that sort of sounds antithetical to the way that NFL philosophy has been forever and ever. But if there's someone who's willing to buck that trend and go with, like, a quarterback shuttle and do something creative um, because, you know, they're lacking a little bit of the receiver position and they need to do things to create, like, an offensive threat, then Sean Payton's that guy, right? Like, so, um, you know, I think they will kick tires on guys on the outside and they will take a look at guys on the outside. Um, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if, if they do decide to stick with the guys in the roster – if we see just sort of a creative sort of platoon where, you know, Taysom Hill's got a big role, but it's more of like a, I guess, sort of a slash like Cordell Stewart back in the day role with Trevor, Trevor Simeon having his own role as well. Well, I mean, I mean, what what would mimic Taysom Hill's uh, playbook better than Cam Newton, right? I mean, he's sitting at right. home. He's vaxxed, yeah, right? I mean, I mean, he's ready to go. I think God, and, and, and you know, it's interesting too because um, – you know, I, obviously, like, you know, Sean Payton was in the division with Cam Newton for a long time. And, I, I, you know, I, I think if there's anybody who would know creatively how to mm. pump life into his career, I mean, like, look at the – I mean, I, I, I just think, like, that stat that I, like, that I gave you, right, like, I just think it's the most staggering thing, that he's 13-3 and three without Drew Brees the last three years. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how quarterback-centric the league's gotten. And it's not with, like, the same backup either. It's with Teddy Bridgewater, it's with Jameis Winston, it's with Taysom Hill. Like, they've done it with so many different guys. It would be fascinating to see what, ha- what would happen if he brought Cam Newton in and could find a way to pump life back into his career. Because we saw him do it with Teddy Bridgewater, right, who was coming off of, like, a, just a catastrophic injury. We've seen him do it with Jameis Winston. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it, but it would be certainly fascinating to see, um, see, see what, what, what he could do with Cam based on, how far it seemed like Cam had fallen last year. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, Albert. Um, it's only been three weeks. It was three weeks ago tonight that John Gruden resigned, and that feels like now three years ago. 
you know. Yeah. And um, I guess that's my last one for you. Anybody check in on him? What's what's his next move? Based on you know the owners' meeting, you were yeah. there. I'm sure you heard I, a lot of chatter about it. So what 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 do you think Gruden's next move is? Here. Uh, I mean, like I, I I've talked to a couple people around him over the last week, and I, you know the feedback I've got is he's doing okay. Um, it's obviously devastating. You know, I mean, effectively his career is over. So um, you know, I I don't know whether or not he's going to sue the league. Um, you know, but. It certainly, it certainly felt like, you know, last time I checked at least, like, like all things are on the table now. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, this thing's got potential to get ugly, Rich, because, you know, the, 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 the leaking of those emails, I mean, we have a lot of finger pointing internally in the league. And, you know, at those, that owner's meeting last week in New York, mm-hmm. Roger Goodell got up there. And he told the group, said, I can't say for 100, I can't say for sure what everybody did. But I can tell you for certain, like, nobody that I know of leaked those emails. Nobody inside 345 Park. Um, and then later in the day, Tanya Snyder, you know, Dan Snyder's wife, got up and swore up and down that the Snyder family had nothing to do with leaking those emails. So um, there's certainly been a lot of questions about how that happened. And, um, you know, I, 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 I mean, one way we, we might find out, is somebody is if somebody like John Gruden decides that it's time to to file a lawsuit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does because if he does decide to go that route, that could wind up, I guess, opening a lot of clauses with some skeletons in them over the next uh, over the next few months. Albert, appreciate the time. Um, boy, everything you just said—it's remarkable. Uh, all that's going on in the NFL. So much of it could be dated five minutes from now. That's how fi- know, that's how I fluid know. the well, situation is. It's unbelievable. Keep your eyes on keep your eyes on Houston. We got till four o'clock tomorrow, right? Okay. Thanks for the call, Albert. You be well. Take care. All right. Thanks, Rich. Albert Bray, everybody from the MMQB. Yeah, confirmed, Rich. Nothing has happened uh, in the last. Okay. Minutes. Thank you. That's yeah. crazy. Boy, I've got so much to think. I mean, <laughs> this is one of those shows we could do it in six hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to come, Ryan Leaf in hour number three, talking about what it, what it takes to be a backup quarterback and succeed. And then, of course, the latest on Calvin Ridley is that he's stepping away to focus on his mental health. Figured Ryan would be the perfect guy to do that. And then Cam Hayward from the Steelers, who came up with the biggest win, uh, you know, it was it the biggest win on the road yesterday. I mean, the Titans did seal their division in my mind, but the... The Steelers winning that game, they're no longer in last place in this division, and the Jets doing them a favor by knocking off the Bengals. Ravens are sitting at home on their bye week. That division is totally up for grabs. Rich, that win yesterday by the Steelers put them in the playoff picture. They're now the sixth seed. How about that? How about that? How about them apples? We'll take a break. Overreaction Monday. Phone lines are lit. We'll take some of your calls as well. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on this busy Monday. Do not go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here on our terrestrial radio outfit, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Raphael in my hometown of Staten Island, New York. What's up, Raphael? How you doing? Uh, just happy to talk about some good news. Jets out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. That would be correct. Out of the, the crevasse of uh, the NFL uh, 2021 Jets season. Yes, yeah. Mike White with 400 passing yards and comebacks all over the place. And he showed what that offense can look like, you know, when uh, when it when operated at a very high level. And hopefully Zach Wilson was taking notes. Hopefully he was taking and notes. He'll do, he'll do it all again on Thursday. But my oh, biggest God. question for you, That's my right. biggest question for you is oh, why shit. do you think the offense did so much better this week? Play calling different. Oh, God. It takes advantage of a pretty weak Bengals front seven. You know, what was the difference to you? I, I, Let me answer this, Rich. No, sure. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Because Mike White executed the offense the way Robert Sala has wanted it executed since week one. Boring. Not exciting. No. Take the check downs. Don't go for it when it's not there. Go fast. Go fast. Exactly. That's what he wants. You go fast. See it. But don't take unnecessary it. risks. See it. Be it. See it. Throw it. If That's the it. check down is there. Take the check down. That's why Michael Carter ended up with nine catches on 14 targets. 14 targets for a running back. Be boring. That's what Robert's been saying this whole time, and Zach Wilson doesn't want to do that. He wants to play crazy because he had an awesome offensive line at BYU, and he had the time to run around and throw bombs. Doesn't have that because the Jets have what, Rich? A bad offensive line. 
See, Raphael, it's very difficult for a high and mighty, haughty, and every reason to be such Patriot fan with their rookie quarterback the way that they're looking. Everything you're saying you, is true, though. Giving you a perfect, perfect breakdown of why, Raphael. I didn't have to say a word. He nailed it. Thanks for the call. It's as if he knows our story. Say hi to the Rock for us. Raphael, be good. Say hi to the Rock. Shaolin. Pizza, pizza. Wu-Tang. But it's, it's there, isn't it? Mike White showed it's there. Yeah, it's absolutely. There. I know. And, and, and we'll see. It's, it'll be a short week against the Colts team that is desperate, back up against the wall. But Why can't you beat the Colts if you play be like able this? To, could, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely could. The Mike White era is here, Brock, when you are right. living in so it. So is the well, Cooper Rush just, just, just hold it. Just, 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 no, like, but come on. But you, know, you can't even say that with a straight right, face. Rich. You can't even say that with a straight uh, face. Don in Harrisburg, <laughs> PA, before we get to overreaction Monday. What's up, Don? Mr. Eisen, let me give you some accolades, please, and oh. then a question, and then I would like your opinion. Yes, sir. You and your crew are one of my favorite voices to hear in the day. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Love it. Thank you. Um, favorite weekend, my Mountaineers won, uh-huh. my Steelers won. Um, question I have that people are questioning Ms. Coach Tomlin's decision on his punter making that pass, mm-hmm. it didn't succeed. But I get it, and I respect it. Hey. People are questioning it because, like, it, it didn't work. But what it works is genius. Yeah. I, as, a I, fan, I, as a fan, yeah. I'm, I respect that. It's like, you know what? I'm willing to ball out and go for the win. Thank you for the call, Don. And thank you for the, for the, uh, the kudos. Who has been more pro Mike Tomlin than me? And Honestly, nationally, it's definitely you. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like saying that blanket statement like that, but uh, <laughs> we really don't know. But we, how pro, how pro You've Tomlin? Been very am I? Pro. How, how pro Tomlin? Oh, I Mike mean, I've Tomlin been needling you for years about how the Steelers should probably move on. <laughs> I love Mike Tomlin, and that's why USC loved Mike Tomlin. Everybody, I, yeah. Mike Tomlin. You, whatever Steeler fan has Tomlin fatigue, check yourself, okay? <laughs> All right? And I love Mike Tomlin. Whoever green-lighted that fake kick yesterday, because it was the kick, wasn't the punter, it was the kicker. It was the kicker, yeah. Chris Boswell. Chris Boswell. Right? Very good kicker. Very good kicker. Very good kicker. Whoever decided, let's not take the chip shot field goal for the lead right before halftime in a game where the – Browns are clearly struggling on offense despite having Baker, Jarvis, Odell, and Chubb taking their first snaps of the season together. Mm -hmm. That happened. It took eight weeks for that to happen, but it finally happened yesterday. And yet still the Steelers' defense was playing as well as they were playing to say, no, we will not take the chip shot field goal. We're going to have a fake kick. And then Boswell holding on for it for dear life, trying to make something of it, and then getting blown up. Worst fake field goal I think I've seen in my 18 years of covering the NFL. Also, on the NFL Network probably should have been a penalty. He did get speared right well, in the helmet. Well, if the referees that were calling the Cowboys Vikings game <laughs> oh. showed up there, where they were they were flag happy towards the end of that one. Yeah. Okay. Or he should have thrown the ball away quicker. You go, you just yeah, yeah, lots of things. Well, I mean, but he's like, not used to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, exactly the reason you shouldn't have that ball in your hand. Like and the, he should have rolled out, saw there was nothing, saw yes. a big man chase them, ready to throw. Get it away. <clears throat> because you can't get hurt. You're the only one of you yeah. on the team. And he got There's nobody blown. else. And so, and so a bad decision that becomes worse with each passing moment makes it the worst decision of all time. And yeah, I, it would, if it had worked, you know, sure. I mean, uh, yeah. we could always say 2020 yeah. vision yeah. in hindsight is the best vision, right? It was but bad. it was the worst fake kick ever because <laughs> they didn't have somebody to kick it off. Uh, pretty bad. They were kicking it out of bounds. Poor punter. Yeah. Punters are not kickers, too, sometimes. They're not Matt Ariza, reigning Gorilla Glue, toughest player Ooh. on planet Earth. They're not Pat Matt. <laughs> All right? Nope. So... There, it was being kicked out of bounds on kickoffs. They couldn't even go for chip shot field goals when they wanted it. They had to go for two, yet they still came out with the win, man. Because the Steelers are uh, a playoff team right now, man. Because Najee Harris is terrific. The defense is great. And the reason why I chose the Steelers yesterday and I lone wolfed them is because of two reasons. One, I think Najee Harris is terrific. And it makes everybody better. The defense becomes better when they're not being thrown out on the field. And it's the offense is better because the defense is not being thrown out on the field. And they're more efficient. Big Ben stays more upright. He can make better decisions. And number two, I thought what Mike Tomlin said about the USC rumor, I think that landed, that stuck the landing mm-hmm. in a perfect 10 out of 10 in the Steeler locker room. I thought that they loved it. And that's why Cam Hayward's joining us in hour three. That's going to be a great conversation. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We ready for Overreaction Monday right here? Well, Rich oh, you want, you want, let's take a break? I think we take a break take and a we break. have a nice yeah. long... Let me explore the studio yeah, space. Yeah, let's do it. We explore the studio space. Yeah, because I'm going to wind you up, so let's go. So you would like to take a break then? I would like to take a break <laughs> okay. and do Overreaction when we come back. Okay, very good. Chris Brockman says we'll take a break, and you know what? Because I am, I'm, my door's always open. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have no, my way isn't the only way. We will take to the highway of a commercial break right now. We'll be back with Overreaction. That's right. Overreaction Monday, everybody. Overreaction Monday. There may be an I in Rich and Eisen, but I'm a team player. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
This is the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, Christopher, you wanted it. You got it. You got a lot of runway. Ah, let's go. Oh, so much to overreact to in week number eight. Let's hit it. Overreaction Monday, please. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, this is, uh, this is for you, TJ. Uh, this is based off of Sunday Night Football. Uh, look, I came. I, I wrote. Please these, don't say what I think you're going to say. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I wrote this in a mood, so you know, I, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's time for the Vikings to move on from Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. It's just plain and simple. Oh, wow. They're never going to win with those two. Uh, uh, What's this got to do with me? That's an over. They beat the Cowboys. That's an overreaction. I mean, you beat them. Oh, okay. That's an overreaction. I, 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 I don't know about Zimmer, but. You know how I feel about Cousins, and th- th- his teammates love him. I mean, I heard Adam Thielen on Westwood One uh, when I was coming back from trick-or-treating say that he is a, uh, he, he's an underrated quarterback, that he he's the quarterback in the NFL that gets the most grief of anybody, and that's because he can, does not win the big game. I mean, 28-25 as a starter uh, I mean, uh, if I am Ziggy Wilf and I'm paying this man the way that I pay him, which is a Major League Baseball pitching contract where it's all guaranteed. It all goes on the cap in a manner. Uh, I mean, it's you tried it, you gave it a whirl, and it's, yes, so at three and four, you got the running back, and you've got the tremendous wideouts. You know, and the trigger man on occasion will give you that 350-yard game and the perfect game. It's just the consistency level is never there. But you scored 16 points last but, night and you lose so, to a backup who's never started before. That's why I'm I'm well, not blaming it on the coach. Uh, the coach can coach defense like crazy, man. Really? Because so. the coach lost to a guy not making his first ever career start at home on national television. See, see how he's overreacting right now? See, it wasn't just that. <laughs> I like, my, answer, my answer to that is I like Zimmer. This is not the first time this has happened, though, with these guys. I like Zimmer. What else do you want from me? So he can be a defensive coordinator somewhere. Okay. Shouldn't be a head coach. All right. What else? <laughs> So you're asking the questions and then reacting. Yeah, okay, very good. <laughs> like I said, I wrote, the, I wrote these in a mood last Okay. Time. Well, I like them. <laughs> All right, Rich, this yeah. is for you. Yeah? Mike White is the Jets' future quarterback, Stop not it. Zach Wilson. That's yeah, ridiculous. That's go. so stupid. That's a total overreaction. I agree, Chris. What a major problem that would be for the Jets, but it would be obviously the most incredible problem the Jets have ever had. Uh, I mean. What if Mike White goes Mike White's 4-0? Not gonna- then what? You go back to Zach Wilson yes, this year? You do. That's Absolutely. insane. That's a great That's problem. That's something to have. loser teams do. Loser teams draft somebody second overall and then and then move on from them the minute he gets hurt after seven games. That's a total overreaction. If the Jets ever get put in that position just because Mike White goes four and zero, that would be the most Jet problem of all high class problems the Jets have ever had, and you can count on the number of one hand the high class problems the Jets have ever had. You know. Starting with having Darrell Revis, you know, and and how do you pay him? Because you have somebody who's Hall of Fame great. I mean, that's honestly, I could count on them. I can't even figure out all the other high class problems the Jets have ever had. First quarterback to throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns in his first ever start. That's great. It's Zach Wilson's job. It's his team. It's his franchise. And hopefully he can see how Mike White operates it so he can get better. What else? Let's hear from from Mike White, Rich, because you know the first person who uh, talked to him? Zach Wilson. Roll tape. Zach was awesome. He was the first person in the hall when I got off the field to congratulate me, gave me this huge hug. I was real nervous that I hit his knee and, and, and banged him up, but he uh. was, oh my, he might've been, he honestly might've been more juiced up than me. Like he was, 
he texted, he was texting me my phone during the game. Like every play, he was texting my phone. No one, obviously, I wasn't answering. It was like, oh my God, that was awesome. And then I had a big, long congratulations text for me and how happy he was. And even his, his girlfriend, Abby, texted my wife, Mallory. Like they were, they were unbelievable. And, and that's just, that's who Zach is though. That's, it's super genuine. The, the kid just loves football and loves being around the team. And, and it, it just shows every I love day, it. whether he's on the field or, or off. I love it. Man, what a face of a franchise. What's next? <laughs> it's great. Uh, it was a great. It, it, look, it, 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 it's it, too easy. The, the Jets, Jets jokes write themselves. The Jets deserved for yesterday to happen. And so did Jets fans. It was great. Okay. Hey, speaking of can, franchise, can we, so we, can we just can we just bask in that for the moment before? I'm happy for you. I'm no, happy that you have a fantastic quarterback. For me. I am happy. For I am happy. For I am you. happy for you. Now, now, now that is. Can I overreact to? Can that be an overreaction? Well, that I'm happy for you. Yes, that you're happy for me. <laughs> can that be an overreaction? We don't, we don't can have that a be an overreaction for Monday <laughs> subject header that we could just audible. Chris Brockman is happy for Rich Eisen. <laughs> that is so not the case. You are not happy for me That's at super, all. Super happy. Look, it wouldn't make sense because he's in the same division. I have no dog in the fight, and I was thinking about well, you that game, and I was happy. And for you, you said if if Mike White can do it, maybe Cooper Rush can, and both yeah. both our teams got that W, man. Except your guy should be the starter. My guy is firmly entrenched as a backup. Guys, but, you man, know, I'm just going. I'm also really happy for myself because as a Patriots fan, <laughs> Mac Jones is the best quarterback from the 2021 class. No, I think that's not an overreaction. He's amazing. That's not an overreaction. I mean, but that's the way it is right now. No, I mean that he will be when it's over. Well, I when think it's all he, said and done. Uh, how about in twenty this? How years about, when we're at Mac Jones's Hall of Fame speech again? Oh Guess who God. won't be invited, no, Rich? <laughs> Guess who won't be invited? <laughs> the the guy who didn't want him. By the way, <laughs> the guy who didn't want him. Hold on a second. Should we switch places for this overreaction Monday? What because happened? you are just overreacting like Hall of Fame speech. Really? How about this? <laughs> he may not be the best quarterback in this draft class, but. I think it would not be an overreaction to say he's he will wind up the most successful. Easily. I think you could say that right now, first blush, most successful quarterback in the twenty twenty one draft class. Yeah, now a lot of games. I, I yeah, Justin, he's set up. He is so set up. Justin Fields will make the word for you. I don't want to hit it too much here because I want to talk about it with more real estate later on in hour number three. because uh, I was at the Patriots Chargers yeah. game yesterday and I saw it with my own two eyes. So you know, the, they, he is set up and the Patriots are set up. It's a great marriage. It's the best marriage of quarterback and franchise from the 2021 draft class. No doubt. What else, Chris? Okay, Rich. Um, Von Miller news. Uh, kind of boosts this a little bit. But the NFL MVP race, I believe, is down to Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford. Those are the two front runners. Don't forget Kyler Murray. It's just one loss, man. Uh, Don't forget Kyler Murray. I'm concerned about him getting hurt again. Do not forget about Kyler Murray. It's just one loss. It was a pretty big one. A big one. It was a pretty big one. But it was one loss. That's all it is. That is why we cannot forget Dak Prescott. Don't don't just take the cheese and Cooper Rush did it. So Dak's now a system quarterback in Kellen Moore's system. Don't, Don't take that cheese. Don't forget him. There's a long way to go for Josh Allen and Lamar. It not everybody and Tom. I mean, let's uh, now nah, what? Nah, you got to be kidding yeah, me. Second loss, they're kind of out of it. Now. So what? If, the Packers are going to lose again. The Packers are, are they? Don't jinx, please don't jinx them I'm this not. week. <laughs> 
I'm not. But I think, like I said last week, Brady's at that LeBron point where people just aren't going to give him the MVP. Dude, Brady goes. Yeah. Brady, if, he had if four Brady, more touchdowns. If Brady goes for the double nickel at the double fours, are you kidding me? I don't know. He, he goes double. He goes speed limit, and he's 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 his age matches Reggie Jackson's uniform number, and the Bucks are the one seed going into the playoffs. Come on now. Right, so that's why I'm saying that's an overreaction. What else you got over there, Chris? Brady is, you know, first in yards overreaction. and first in touchdowns. Overreaction. Yeah. I label that an overreaction. What else? Okay, uh, Rich, uh, I, I don't know what the reaction here is. I just wanted to type this out, and I wanted to see it on the bottom screen. Death, taxes, and Big Ben's ownership of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah man. Till the end of time. I do. <laughs> I mean, I guess he doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers gene in him to scream at the fans, I own you. He should, though, because he, he does. <laughs> yeah, bro. He does own the city of Cleveland. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> in Cleveland? Well, I mean, last year when we what? He relinquished his ownership for a brief bit? He, for a he put it in proxy? He put it in He put it in a blind trust? <laughs> just for so a hot did. second. <laughs> he put it in a blind trust for, for just a couple months? Yeah, and he reclaimed uh-huh. it. I mean... Unreal. The Steelers are currently your sixth seed through eight weeks after looking the way they looked between weeks, what, two and four. Oh, my gosh. That's why, again, you can't overreact to stuff. You got one more thing? You got one yeah, more? Yeah, I, I got two quick ones. Okay. Um, rough news this morning for this team, but the Titans, they're going to be fine without Derrick Henry. Well, <sighs> um, do you know the name of Jeremy McNichols? I know that he went to Boise State. That's correct. Right? Yeah. That's it. That's all I know about him. That's the lone healthy running back on the Tennessee Titans yeah. roster right now. Well, working out Adrian Peterson. I think they bring him in. I think that would be a nice uh, compliment to McNichols. They're, I think the better overreaction Monday topic is the Titans' Super Bowl chances are over. Yeah, you know, before this news, I did have the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC went through, through Nashville. I know, and and I would say that, that Derrick Henry is that transformational of yeah. a player, and it's tough to look at grown men who are terrific at what they do, from Vrabel to um, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones when he's healthy and what Tannehill has become and, you know, Bayard and the rest of that defense that is definitely beginning to gel and they are playing very well. But Derrick Henry makes a lot of people better. That's what makes a player most valuable. I'm genuinely concerned for their Super Bowl hopes. I can never sit here and say it's done. Let's just put it this way. Um, the coach of the year campaign for Mike Vrabel is laid out right in front of him. We know if he the can Titans coach go, we know he If the Titans coach. go long and go deep and still make a one seed, at least they got their games against... <laughs> Buffalo and Kansas City out of the way. That's both. very helpful for one them. What else, Chris? All right, last one. Uh, you know, I thought this team might win this past week. They were playing hard in the beginning of the year, but I just don't see it anymore. The Lions are going 0-17. No, that's an overreaction. I think they'll get something. But they'll get something. They still play. They still come up with some games. I don't, I don't know where. I just think that would be. Falcons, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedule. I just believe it's that not, that it's not great. That, that I'm just gonna I'm gonna go glass half full, bro. Okay. I'm gonna go glass half full. I, wanted a lot to. I thought of they were gonna there. beat the Eagles. They're on a bye at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland, home for Chicago, home for Minnesota, at Denver. Why not there? Okay. Yeah. They're gonna win one of these next five games. I, I don't know. At, at at versus Arizona, at Atlanta, at Seattle, home Chicago for Chicago on Thanksgiving. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. Wow, that is tough. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Dan Campbell, man. I, I like him. How about Jared Goff? 
I, I feel mean, bad for golf. I like him too. DeAndre Swift. I mean, they've got some good players. I just don't, I don't get it. I think that's that right there is less of an overreaction than Mike White is the future of the Jets <laughs> at quarterback. More likely, Rich. More likely. Jets go undefeated with Mike White as their starter. No, stop it. Lions go winless. Stop it. Stop it. That's overreaction Monday, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Sideline Mike has been holding on for an hour and a half, and let's get to Sideline Mike here. Sideline Mike, let me ask you. I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out on Saturday with Georgia, number one Georgia, spanking Florida in the world's largest cocktail party, uh, and then the Braves getting within one win of the World Series. Greatest day in the history of the sport, uh, sporting world in Georgia. Yes or no? Yeah, your name. What do you think? Uh-oh. Here I went asked the whole thing. He has to turn his radio down. Oh. You there? Sideline Mike? I'll give you one more second. All right. All right. Put, it, uh, put him back on hold. I tried. So close. I feel like I'm at home. I'm talking and people don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Not referring to my wife. Not referring to my wife. Um, who's there hanging on for the Von Miller trade? I don't see who that person is. Oh, Let, you know what? Put, the, the name got deleted. They're in Los Angeles, though. That's a 3-1-0. Okay, let's, uh, let's pop. Uh, who is this person who wants to talk about the Von Miller trade? You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your name? This is, this is Nathan from LA. What's up, Nathan? What's going on? Hey, I'm going to talk about that, and I have a couple quick hits. So well, I'll unfortunately, i got about a minute for you, brother. So hit hit me up. Hit me up. All right. Um, the Von Miller trade feels very much to me like the Broncos doing their veteran a solid and giving him a chance at a Super Bowl that they have to admit they can't give him. That's maybe that's, that's what that feels like to me. Maybe the case. Maybe the case. I agree. And 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 I'll I'll give uh, Brockman a quick shout out. I know you as a Sox fan, you lost someone very special to you yesterday. If you have a Jerry Remy story, I'd love to hear it. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate that. Thanks, Nathan. I never met him, just enjoyed him on the broadcast for the last, you know, 20 plus years. Uh, I always enjoyed how he started each broadcast with Buenos Noches, amigos. So hopefully somebody carries that on. Hopefully it's the X. Yeah, man. That was a tough Me, loss. Uh, Jerry, tough loss. Yeah, I know. There was, a, there was a night before his name was on a lot of those stand up to cancer cards and yeah. he passed away the next day. Yeah. Mm. May uh, Jerry Remy rest in peace and send our condolences to the Red Sox family. Ryan Leaf coming up in hour number three with Cam Hayward of the Steelers.